0: there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, we are getting to the home stretch of the year. Uh, I am so thankful for this past year and 2021, and even though it was filled with ups and downs, I'm just so grateful because there were some really low, low, low points and some really, really, really high points. But I'm realizing that in all of those points, God was so faithful. He is the same in the low and in the high. And I've learned so much. So I'll be sharing more of that as we close out the year. Today, though, I am going to talk to you about something that I think is so important. And, you know, I wanted to just talk to you about Living your life and not someone else's, right? We all get so caught up, especially these days in the social media world in what our life should look like. Are you really living the life that God has planned and purposed for you? But before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, uh, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning Christian homeschool publishing company. We love all of their curriculum. They have everything from K-12 to for science and uh, literature, and they have constitution resources. They have math. um, They have online curriculum. They have traditional textbook curriculum. We've always loved, loved, our favorite, I will tell you, is their elementary science. We absolutely used every one and loved each and every one when my kids were younger. Right now, if you go to apologia.com, they have a free gift for you. When you spend $30 or more through December 31st, you'll receive the Jesus Eyewitness Hardback Book as a free gift to show their appreciation. Very cool. So go check that out. Check out all their amazing um, curriculum and then go check out their free gift at Apologia.com. I also wanted to tell you a few things. Uh, What a great Christmas gift you could give this year. I have several meaningful, purposeful gifts that will not collect dust and clutter up someone's life. The first is the simply living for him devotional for less clutter and more joy. What better gift than to give somebody the uh, gift of time spent with the Lord, right? A gift of transformation. Truly a meaningful gift. You can find that on Amazon. I'm going to link all of these things in the show notes as well. Also, for the homeschooling mom in your life, or if you are a homeschooling mom, say to your husband, hey, I want one of these books. Uh, I have my three books, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, I have called home finding joy in letting God lead your homeschool and real homeschool letting go of Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool all available on Amazon as well. I also have two e-courses. These would be a great gift. Like these are non-traditional gifts. You don't think of that, but like ask your husband because this is a meaningful purposeful gift. Um very useful but also really meaningful and can really help you in transforming your homeschool. We have Uh, Simplify Your Homeschool, which is a video series. Uh, It's like a a soul tune-up for your homeschool. It's not necessarily just about organization or schedules or curriculum, but it's really about the heart behind everything you do in your homeschool. And then I have Bible-based homeschooling, which is 20 video series teaching you how to teach every subject with the Bible as your core. For an entire year in our homeschool, we used the Bible as our main textbook, and it was the most amazing year. So I walk you through that entire journey and encourage you to use the Bible as your foundation, no matter what curriculum you choose, no matter if you choose to use the Bible as your main textbook or tons of curriculum. The Bible should still always be at the center. You can find all the information for those as well on my website. I have two other great, meaningful gifts, non-traditional, not dust collectors. The first is our Simply Living for Him Ladies Day Out coming on March 12th in Chester, New Jersey. It's really just a $10 donation to the church where we are holding our... um, Event. So it's not very expensive at all, but it's a truly meaningful um, day out. We are going to talk about the topic, but do you know him? and this is not so we're talking about you know who God really is and this is not like a day where we're just gonna be like yeah you are you know who you are in Christ and and you know kind of like puffing you up we're really gonna look at who God is the God of the Bible what he how powerful he is how um, majestic he is and and just how sovereign and big he is like we're gonna kind of turn upside down all our kind of perceptions of you know who God is and really really dig in deep in the word but we're also going to have fun and we're going to fellowship and have worship and prayer and lunch will be provided so that is from 10 uh, a.m to 4 p.m on March 12th I will be speaking several sessions that day and then our simply living for him ladies retreat coming in July of 2022 I think this would be the perfect gift for a woman in your life Give the gift of time, spending time away from it all in a beautiful location, getting rid of all the distractions to solely focus on Jesus with other women. As you know, these events in the past have been just incredible events. They have never disappointed. Uh, The women just can't say enough about them. And I am so grateful. So we are doing that July 13th to the 15th. Early bird tickets are available right now. Lodging is available at the venue, the Lodge is at Gettysburg, but there's also lodging in the area for every budget. Everything from a campground to a five-star hotel, but you are also able to stay for a discount at the lodges at Gettysburg. All of the information is at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat go check it out. Um, I just need to tell you that space is limited and we're like two thirds of the way full and it's only December. So if you are interested, you must secure your spot now because I don't want you to miss out. It is truly an amazing event and I'm so excited to do it again in 2022. All right. So I think that was a little bit of all my announcements. Um, as I said, we're nearing the end of the year. So there may not be a podcast episode, you know, when we're talking about the week between Christmas and New Year, because I like, focus on my family my son will be home my daughter will be coming to visit with her husband so if there's not there are a ton of episodes in the archives we have several hundred episodes so go into the archives and check those out over the Christmas break and you will find a topic I'm sure that will suit you I love listening to podcasts like I didn't it's funny the podcaster for I don't know how many years six seven eight years I've been doing this I hardly ever listened to podcasts until this year. I started really listening to a few, and I listen to them every day, like when I'm in the car. So if you're looking for things to listen to, go look at the Simply Living For Him podcast archives. There are a ton of episodes. All right, so let's talk now about... Living your life and not someone else's. So, you know, I just, I've talked about the comparison trap before. I've talked about it, especially in the homeschooling world, you know, but... No matter how much I talk about it, I feel like the problem seems to grow. Maybe it's because it's Christmas time this year, and I think we're all kind of especially heightened to that um, awareness of everybody else's life because it's, you know, we post every, we post, our society posts everything, right? Um, We didn't used to have that. Like, you went on vacation, you printed out your pictures that you waited a week for to show up, you know, at the uh, photo developing place. And then you would show them to people and there would be like 24 photos, you know, (laughs) from your vacation. Now, it's not that you can even just post your photos after the fact. You can literally in real time be showing everybody what you're doing all the time. So with that heightened um, ability to share our lives comes the heightened, um, I guess, tendency to want to covet and to want to live somebody else's life. And there's, you know, so many aspects of this. So let's break it down in like, you know, a couple of different things. So one thing I always like to point out about this. First of all, nobody ever feels better about themselves when they are comparing themselves to someone else. They just don't. I mean, yeah, sometimes we try to compare ourselves to like people who are way worse off than us because then that kind of falsely puffs puffs us up. But that's sinful as well. But what I'm saying is, you know, when you when you start to kind of like and I talked about this yesterday on Instagram because it happened to me. So I'm certainly not immune to this. Maybe that's why I'm talking about it today because it was on my mind. But yesterday I had this whole work day planned for myself because my family was out of the house for the whole afternoon. So I was like, I'm going to get so much done because I'm having my women's event in March. I have several speaking events now on the calendar this year, which I'm super excited about. Um, We're having our retreat. All of these things are coming up. And I was like, I have so much to do to get ready. And you know what? Those are the things that really give me joy. Like when I start to, um, when I start to like, Uh, put together like sessions when I'm going to be speaking somewhere it it fuels me like I get so excited and I'm always like this is what I'm born to do I absolutely love this like it it gives me energy it it, you know I thrive off of it. it I love it I know that God has purposed me to do it and yesterday rather than focus on the things that number one I know God has purposed me to do I started, you know, just like the the fellas went out. My, my boys, I call them the fellas. They went out yesterday. And as soon as they left, I was like, I'm going to eat lunch, scroll for a little bit, and then I'm going to get started on my work. Well, eating lunch, scrolling for a bit, turned into like a 30-minute pity party. And all of a sudden, I lost all of my motivation to go do what I know God has purposed me to do. And what I love to do because I started to see other people's posts and I thought, you know what, Karen, your ministry is really not all you think it is because these people are doing all these great things. And boy, Karen, you know, who are you to think like you can have an Instagram account when it's been at the same number of followers for so long? Like nobody likes you. Nobody likes your stuff. Oh, Karen, like who are you to think you can do all these things? You're really nothing, right? This is honestly, I'm just being honest and real because I always tell you guys that's what I'll do. I was having all these crazy thoughts and all of a sudden I felt so depleted. I had no energy and I had absolutely no chutzpah to go and do the things that I had planned to do. No, I sat there having a pity party. And then it not only was with my ministry, I will get these thoughts about like, you know, just family things like wow look at their family oh we don't do those things you know and here you guys know i love my family we have a great family we're so close and yet i can see other things and be like oh, I did this wrong I did that wrong you know what's been kind of eating at me lately and I'm going to write a blog post about this because I'm calling it out for what it is it's just an attack from Satan is I will see posts of like people with their little kids now that I don't have little kids at all anymore I've teenagers and adults uh, one is married now and I will be like oh my gosh you know I was such a bad mom I didn't do all that when they were little and I start to play out all the things that I did wrong I I like go back and live in the past and start to say oh I didn't do this and I didn't do that and they didn't have a great childhood like these people on the internet are giving their kids and it, it just goes into this downward spiral and I'm like you know what this is such an attack. This is such lies. And I'm not going there. I'm not going down that road. So anyway, um, that happened yesterday. And I'll be honest with you, I never really did get to work. I ended up feeling just so down in the dumps all day, did a little bit of work here and there, but I was not productive at all. And you know what? Satan loves that. And by the end of the day, I was like, This is so silly because God has given me a ministry that doesn't look like anyone else's because guess what? There's only one of me and he has a purpose and a plan for each of us that is different. And, you know, it's so hard to get past that sometimes because... We have this measuring stick against other people that really doesn't exist. God is not measuring us against other people. God has set the standard in our life, first of all, in his word on how we should live. And those are our standards. And, you know, we are supposed to be walking in unison with other people and, you know, building one another up, walking this journey together, all having different um, Uh, parts in this, you know, life. And what God doesn't want us to do is to look at everybody else and get down on ourselves. Because what does he tell us in the Ten Commandments? Do not covet. I don't think that people realize when they participate in the comparison trap, they are coveting And breaking a commandment. Because you're looking at someone else's life and you're wanting it or what they have or what they do. And it's a sin. We're breaking a commandment. And you know, our culture just breeds coveting. Our culture not only breeds it, our culture glorifies coveting. Because our culture, because we are so visually and media saturated these days, our culture wants us to covet. You know why? That's how our culture gets us to keep coming back to all the things that we get addicted to, like social media and shopping and filling up on all the wrong things. You know, marketing is all about coveting. Advertising is all about coveting. They want to make you have what you don't have. They want you to see something you don't have and you want it so badly. And that breeds sin in our lives. And you know what? Our culture that's just the way it operates and our culture glorifies it because it's like that's what you do you read a magazine you want your house to look like that you go on the internet you want your life to look like that you know and you watch a movie or tv or whatever it is and you start to you know see things in there that you want in your life and so we need to call that out and be like it's fine to admire other people and admire what they do and admire what they have that is not a sin that is in fact good because we can admire and then you know um, build one another up and encourage one another and rejoice for others when they have successes but what the problem is is when we go from admiration to coveting or admiration to then comparing and there's a huge difference. So, of course, you can look at people and be like, they have a beautiful home. They have a beautiful family. They're so successful. I, I, I love what they do. Or we can look at that and say, wow, they're doing all those things. They have all those things. Their family is whatever. And I'm not. And my family's not. And that's the issue. But the beautiful thing we have to remember is God did not call us to live someone else's life. He calls us each to a very specific purpose. And we're going to miss out on that if we're too busy trying to copy this world. It says in Romans 12 too, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's one translation, I believe it's the NLT that says, do not copy the customs and behaviors of this world. Now, we are not here to copy, first of all, definitely not what the world is doing, but even what others are doing, right? We can learn from others. We can glean from others. We can um, be, like I said, admire others. But it is when we start to covet and we get down on our own life, which is filled with its own blessings and purposes, because it doesn't look like someone else's life, right? It can be whether it's your ministry, whether it's your career, whether it's your family, whether it's physical things like your home, your car, your clothes, your fashion, your stuff, right? All of that, we can go down the wrong path of saying, well, I'm no good because I don't do what they do or I don't have what they have. What would your life look like? I believe I asked this in an entire podcast episode. If you go back in those archives, like I was telling you about, I believe we talked about this on an episode, but what would your life look like if you didn't have those outside influences? What would your life look like if no one told you what it should look like? Because let's face it, social media these days tells us what it should look like, right? The world tells us what it should look like. What would your life look like? If you could tune out all of those outside influences, if you could tune out all the influencers, And just be influenced by him and his word. I give you that challenge this week. And if you take this challenge, I want to hear from you. Reach out to me. Post it, you know, on your social media. Because we want to flood social media with good stuff. Share with me. Take this challenge. Could you tune out for a day, a week, a month? What everybody is telling you, what your life should look like look like, and you could just tune in to God and his word. What if you spent that amount of time in prayer and in his word that you would spend scrolling? What if you sat down with the Lord with an open notebook and said, Lord, speak to me, speak to me in your word today. I want you to flood my mind, not social media. I want your spirit to wake me up, to to show me what my life should look like because he already has purposes and plans that far exceed you copying somebody else's life the times where I do that where I am so focused and I'm like look I am not here to be an influencer I am here to influence others by the greatest influencer of all Jesus my mission at simply living for him and in my life, is solely to point people to Jesus. My primary concern is for the kingdom of God. When I focus on those things, like you can hear it in my voice right now, I'm on fire. Yesterday, I was not on fire because I started to focus on all the wrong things. and I started to think, well, I don't, you know, uh, do all the things and I'm not successful in quotes like other ministries are and I'm not doing this and that. But when I am alone with the Lord and I'm like, look, my sole mission here is to point people to Jesus and how that looks as, quote unquote, success is not at all defined by worldly success. And sometimes even Christians define their ministry success by worldly success. And I don't want to do that. My success is when I get one email that says, wow, I listened to your podcast today and I opened the Bible for the first time in a long time. Wow, I watched your devotion on YouTube this morning and I was encouraged because you pointed me to the truth of God's word. Or I get a message on Instagram that says, wow, that story, that thing that you just said, pointed me to God and guess what I was walking away from him but now I'm I'm turning back that is success for me and it doesn't look anything like worldly success so the number one thing we have to do is get out of our mind like what is success I mean if you have children right our children are inundated with this worldly success and they are told that they are to do certain things. They are to go to college, get a you know, master's, have a career, and they will be so successful. I have children right now that are maybe not going the traditional college route. And boy, I look at them and I see very successful human beings in their character, in the things that they are learning and doing and how they're walking with the Lord and how they treat other people and the gifts and purposes and all of the wonderful plans that I see unfolding in their lives. And it is not traditional success. So if our life looked like what everybody told us it should look like, we might be doing things that maybe God wasn't leading us to do. I have always said to my kids when they were in high school, you know, you are not really here, like, I'm completely the opposite of kind of like what the world will tell you in school. But I'm like, you are not really here to figure out what you want to do when you grow up, you're here to figure out what God wants you to do. And I, like junior year with the two of my oldest ones, and now my third is a junior. It's like, okay, we're completely open to what God's plan is for your life. You know, the traditional school, they'll send you to the guidance counselor who will help you figure out the track you're supposed to be on for college and classes and masters and career. And I'm like, you know what? Our job is to really solely just surrender at this point. Junior year, our job is surrender and to say, all right, Lord, lead us. And I've watched now with my first two where he led them and it was truly His purposes and His plans. And that's what I wanted for them. I wanted them to not be like, okay, you need to be on this track because that's what you're supposed to do at this age. But really the opposite and be like, you know what? You don't know what you're supposed to do, but God does. And right now is a time more than ever to just be on your knees in prayer and pray by yourself personally pray as a family together for his purposes and his plans for your life. And I'm telling you, it's hard to be a teenager and have people say, so what are your plans? What are you going to do after homeschool? What do you want to be when you grow up? And for them to be like, I'm not sure, but God does. You know, that's hard. People look at you like crazy. But even as an adult. So what are you know, what are you? I'll I'll never forget when somebody asked me when my daughter was just starting homeschooling and I had been a stay at home mom. And they said, so what do you do now? This is a family member I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was like, I raised my daughter and we're homeschooling. She was like, no, I mean, like, what do you do? I was like, no, that's what I do. Right. (laughs) Like, that's my purpose. Call it my career you know, but we tie up career in this world with money and I'm not getting paid to homeschool and raise my daughter, but am I successful? Hallelujah. Yes. Because I feel like I was doing what God called me to do again, not what somebody else. He may call somebody else too a Harvard education and a huge corporate career. And if he calls you to that, so be it. The important thing is, did he call you to that or did the world call you to that? He called me to homeschool my children and to be a homemaker. He did not call me to a career. I knew 100% without a doubt that's what he called me to. But he may not call you to that. You know, when I do homeschool consulting, I meet with clients on the phone and I go, you know, offer, um, um, Uh, support and wisdom and encouragement and advice for their homeschooling journey and so many of them will say to me like I want to give up I don't I don't feel like I'm called to this anymore and it's like do you feel like you're not called to it or is the world telling you like you're crazy or is the world making it feel like it's so hard and a lot of times after some digging they're like well no I really do feel God called me to this it's just getting too hard so it's so important to remember to keep your eyes on him Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Tune out the worldly voices. Tune out the distractions. My challenge to you is spend a day, a week, a month if you can. Tune it all out and say, "'Lord, what do you want me to do?' What What is your purpose for me? You know, and it is so hard because sometimes for me, I'm like, I'm crystal clear. I know what my purpose is. I know the desires he's given me in my heart. I know what I want to do. And I start doing it. And then all of a sudden, my eyes get, you know, uh, distracted and they get turned off of him and onto the world. And it's like, oh, wait but so-and-so is doing that. Or, oh, wait, I saw this great idea. Oh, wait, I'm not doing that. So you have to remain in him. You have to abide in him, right? It's not like, okay, I'm going to pray about this. Like when I say do it for a week or a month or whatever, I'm not saying like it should ever stop, but I'm just giving you that challenge to get started. Because if you're not constantly turning your eyes upon him and you're not constantly, you know, letting him lead you and you're not constantly in his word and prayer and reminding your yourself that he is God and he is in control of your life and he has purposes for your life you're going to very easily get distracted because you'll be like yeah I know I'm not listening to the world and then you go out to the local homeschool moms group and all of a sudden you hear all the other moms and you're like oh wait Maybe I should do that. You know, it's like when I was early on in my homeschooling journey, I would be like, we're so set on our homeschool, you know, curriculum and our style and our method. And I have our schedule down and I'd be like so good with it. And we'd be like going for a few weeks and it would be great. We would all love it. It would work well. I would go to the, you know, local homeschool group and I would be talking to other moms and I'd hear what they were doing and I'd be like, oh, wait, maybe I should go do that. And all of a sudden, everything that I was perfectly content with, I was discontent. Why? Because I allowed another voice to take the place of God's voice. We cannot let the world's voice ever be louder than his. And that is why I am so happy adamant so passionate about my ministry and helping women to stay in the word that is why I started the simply living for him online women's community to encourage women every day to be in the word and you know it's not just about that like you know part of my ministry that's why I go out and speak and do the things I do because I know myself that it is so easy to take our eyes off of him and get distracted by all the other things. I mean, your life does not have to look like anyone else's. You know, you can live a very simple life and not have a farm and not have a cute, you know, minimalistic Instagram worthy life. Your mindset is what matters, right? Not an internet mindset. I remember when I first started talking about living simply and all of that. And it was like, well, if you want to live simply, you know, like the internet would say, you need to have a farm and you need to make your own laundry soap and you need to make your own bread, you need to make your own clothes. First of all, none of that is simple. <laughs> Right. And you need to dress a certain way and you need to do these things and then you'll be have a simple life. Listen, you can have a simple life in a apartment in the city. It's all about your mindset. Right. You can have a simple life. Like, what does it mean to you? What are the things you're weeding out of your life? You can have a very large home and still have a simple life because your mindset is telling you what you want to bring in and out of that home and what you want to bring in and out of your mind, most importantly. So it always goes back to the heart. You know, like when we moved to our our little hobby farm here, you know, we wanted that um, simplicity. And and believe me, it is simple where we live. We live in a teeny tiny town There's no hustle and bustle. There's no traffic. And that's what I love, right? And so for me, that defines a lot of, you know, simplicity. But some people are meant to live in a community that is busy and thriving. And you can still live a very simple life in the city or a town or a suburb, right? So we have to tune out what the world defines of these things and simply ask the Lord. Like, Lord... What is your purpose and your plan for my life? I can guarantee you it is not to be a duplicate of somebody else's life. You know, it says in the Bible that we all have different gifts and talents. We all have different purposes. And those purposes all work together as the body of Christ. Like, I can't sing for my life. So I'm not going to be on the worship team, but you you I'm going to be there in the, uh, the, uh, pew worshiping my heart out, right? But I so am thankful for those who are on the worship team that can, you know, bring us into that time of worship. I can't craft for my life, right? I am not a crafty person. I can't even draw a stick figure, but I was not meant to do that there's other people who that's their gift that's their talent and maybe even part of their purpose in life God has given them that gift to use for a certain you know ministry or to use in a certain way to draw others closer to him at the end of the day God gives us all different abilities and gifts and talents and purposes not to be used for us but to be used for him see the world is telling us our house should look a certain way why because it gives us pride the world is telling us we should do certain things why because it gives us pride the world is telling us to copy everybody else so that you know it puffs us up And in the end, that is not correct. Our purpose in life is to give glory to God. And in all the things we do, we give glory to him. Again, another thing I told my kids when they were graduating was that God, you know, once you do find out the purposes and plans God has for your life, he is giving you gifts, not because he's like, I'm going to make you so smart and successful to do all these things. He's given you gifts to use for him. He's given you gifts so that you can glorify him in your life. He didn't give you those gifts so you could climb the corporate ladder and say, look at all I can do. He gave you those gifts so you can glorify him. And the same holds true for us. He didn't give me a house so I can make beautiful pictures of it and post it on the internet and say, look at my home. Isn't it so wonderful? And then make people covet it. No, he gave me my home as a haven to serve my family. He gave me my home. Yes, I wanted to, you know, look nice and inviting for the people who come here, but most of all, I want people to see Jesus in my home. He gave us the things in our life, not for prideful reasons. He gave us the things in our life so that we can glorify him in all we do. So these are some things I wanted to talk about today. I wanted you guys to think about. You know, if you want to simplify your life, then stop trying to live someone else's life. Ask yourself what your life would look like if you didn't have anyone telling you what it should look like and you solely went to the Lord every day and said to him today's an open slate I you know it's an empty slate I I want this day to glorify you lead me in this day what would your life look like if you stopped looking at everybody else and put your eyes solely focused on him and his purposes for you and to remember that his purposes for you are still to glorify him and to make the kingdom of God your primary concern. God has a purpose and a calling that is different for us all. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, because we couldn't all function if we did the same things. You know, I I believe 100% he's called me to the ministry that I'm doing. I absolutely love it. I know that when I'm doing it, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But there are people out there who are are like probably, Karen, are you crazy? You make videos and podcasts and write? Who on earth would wanna do those things? I do, because I know God has called me to this, right? And if he didn't call you to that, then what, great, so what did he call you to? He may have called you to be on that worship team. He may have called you to be a missionary in Africa. He may have called you to be a stay-at-home mom. He may have called you to go work in a big corporation. Yeah, I don't know. He's called us all to different things. And rather than looking at others and being like, wow, I don't have time for that. Oh, that's one thing that drives me crazy is when I hear people be like, oh, well, it must be nice to be able to do all that. I don't have time for that. Well, then that's good. God didn't give you time for that. <laughs> Right? He gave me time for that. I do the things with my time that I feel God has called me to do. So never look at somebody else's calling either and, you know, put it down because if they're living out their purpose, clap for them, right? That's wonderful. That's awesome. So we have to stop comparing. We have to stop coveting. We have to stop thinking that our life is to look like someone else's, especially a stranger on the internet, right? Our life is to look like the life that God has called us to do. So I want to hear from you this week. I want to hear if you have a struggle with this because like I did or, you know, it's constantly something to keep in check. Um, And I want to hear like, how did you overcome it? And are you able to keep your eyes on the Lord? And I want you to take that challenge up that you would really say to yourself, like, I'm not going to scroll today and look at everybody else's life, but I'm going to spend time with the Lord and see really what he has in store for me. I want to hear from you and let me know uh, if that encouraged you. Share this podcast with a friend. Encourage someone else out there. Um, And like I said, the Christmas following weeks are coming up. So things might get a little um, different in my schedule with posting the podcast. So make sure to check out the archives. And there's so many episodes going back on so many different topics, as well as like I said, go check out all the products that you can give a meaningful gift this Christmas that's not going to collect dust on a shelf um, from the devotional to the homeschooling books to the e-courses to the events. The retreat would be A stellar gift to give for Christmas. So let me know what you think. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.